Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you think of the natural world, what's the first thing that comes to mind? To some, it might be a national park, a forest, the Great Lakes, or the Rocky Mountains. Carly Zeter spoke about the ecosphere that often receives less attention, the one living within our cities. Welcome to the conversation piece. This is Carly Zeter. During my PhD, my office mates would leave every summer to study Yellowstone National Park, one of our few remaining large, intact, temperate ecosystems. I spent my summers taking temperatures of parking lots and digging up the lawns of my urban neighbors. And five years later, there is no place I would rather study the natural world than right outside my front door. Don't get me wrong, I love our big, wild spaces. But the ecosystems that most fascinate me are right here in our cities. The parks and yards and spontaneous plants along the train tracks that work to create safer, healthier cities for the four out of five Canadians who live in one. The bits and pieces of green that quietly save lives during heat waves, reduce food insecurity, and boost mental health. But it's easy to let this urban nature fade into the background, to think of it as ordinary rather than extraordinary. How many Torontonians are unaware that 300 species of wild native bees buzz alongside them? How many New Yorkers rush through their city never imagining that undiscovered pathogen-fighting microbes live in the soils beneath their feet. How many of my fellow Montrealers walk by our provincial tree, the yellow birch, on Mont Royal without recognizing it? Not knowing that if they were to stop and scratch and sniff a twig, it would smell just like peppermint. By leaving the city to experience nature, we've lost sight of how much there is to discover at home. Until the pandemic shrank many of our worlds, and suddenly neighbors were sharing newly discovered walking paths, headlines acknowledged the saving grace of city parks during confinement. Stories of green space, or lack of, entered the mainstream, with many realizing for the first time the systemic injustices that have shaped who has access to nearby nature? Never before had so many people been aware of this fundamental truth that I've dedicated my career to studying, that to live better in the city, nature is critical, not just nice to have, but essential for well-being. 
I am not grateful for the pandemic. Talk of silver linings even feels inappropriate given the nature of the cloud that we're still under. But I am grateful that our urban nature was still there for us in this time of crisis. Despite efforts to cut it down, pave it over, fill it in and manicure it away, we still have urban forests to walk through at the end of the day. Those hundreds of species of bees still buzz for now, pollinating the gardens that so many of us felt compelled to grow this summer. And I think it's time for us to be there for urban nature in return, to work for greener, more equitable future cities. I'm not suggesting we all become scientists or even activists. I have in mind a quieter movement led by all of us, all who collectively manage some of our largest opportunities for change, the yards and institutional lawns and church grounds and vacant lots that make up so much of the ecological fabric of our cities. Scientists like me can calculate how much cooler or less polluted our neighborhoods would be if lined by trees or which species to plant to attract birds and bees. But we can't get to this greener future without all hands on deck, without you. So where do we start? We start by bringing urban nature to the forefront, by noticing and appreciating what's still here and growing it further. That's why when my lab does our research, we invite the community to learn alongside us. And why today, I invite all of you to take a step towards becoming an urban naturalist. Next time you're outside and you see something interesting, I want you to learn its name. I suggest you start with a tree and you dig out an old field guide or download a naturalist app on your phone. And once you've met your tree, say thanks for quietly making your life a little bit better every day. Carly Zeter is an assistant professor in the Department of Biology at Concordia University and a member of the Smart, Sustainable, and Resilient Communities and Cities Research Group. She spoke at the Walrus Talks Living Better in 2020, and she's just one of the over 800 fantastic Canadians who have wheeled, walked, or virtually zoomed onto a stage at the Walrus Talks and the Walrus Talks at Home. If you like this show, we'd appreciate it if you'd take a few moments to do these three things. Subscribe, leave a rating and review, and share this episode with one of your loved ones. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.